It's two redheads with some playoff action ahead of us talking about racing. Well, first of all, I want to talk about how you became a professional football player in the last couple days. Well, really, it's the last 24 hours. Intramural football, let me tell you, if you're a quarterback playing against me, watch out because I'm like, I've got you. All right. Unless your name's Tom Brady, he's invincible. Yeah, I probably, if I were to play intramural football against Tom Brady, I think that'd be a different story. I would do even better. Yeah, huh. <laughs> you see the Patriots, they, they won real good last weekend. Did they? I really, <laughs> see, I've got a friend who's a Patriots fan, and he's about the opposite of you because he doesn't gloat or brag about anything. That's weird. Patriots fans are not like that at all. Oh, yeah? Really? Huh. Interesting. Anyways, we're not here to talk about football. Uh, that's that's what my college experience has been, so I'm ready to talk about something other than football. Let's talk about some racing. Playoffs. Yes. it's They're finally here. I'm so excited. I've been waiting for this day ever since Daytona. Because I yeah, feel I like know. the final 10 races, as a group, there's more storylines, there's more action, there's more excitement than at any other point in the season. Well, and Steve Letarte had a great point on the broadcast in Indianapolis this past weekend, where it's like, he f- it feels like the playoffs have already started. And for me, like, playoffs really, they mm. kind of started when the green flag flew at Indianapolis, or you can even say Darlington, just because of how close that points race was. You don't agree? No, Why I not? think Brett Griffin made a great point on Dorm Over Clear this week. That's Listen, for the rest of the field, yes, but in terms of the storylines and just the feeling of uh. cut lines and watching that, I've, I'm getting playoff vibes. Now, of course, when we talk, and I think I know where you're going, we're going to find out who really has the true equipment in Las Vegas. The last <laughs> couple of weeks have not been. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, the approach of the drivers, like most, I yes. would say a good handful Aha. of teams are still <laughs> trying things in Indy and Darlington, and they weren't really putting their best no, show yeah. forward. But now, going to Vegas, you're going to have 16 guys doing their absolute best to go for the championship. So it changes dramatically this weekend. And, you know, I actually wonder if this almost benefits, at least just from a mental standpoint, the guys who had to race their way in points. Mainly Ryan Newman, who is closer. They're just, they're locked in that mentality. It's just another week for them. Whereas everyone, I, I wouldn't call it a vacation, but they have to change their mentality if they've been testing things. No, they've been. Wow, you're they, shaking your head a lot. They've been clawing and scratching and trying to get enough points to be relevant and make the playoffs. Like they fought so hard to get there. I feel like Listen, at this I'm point, and they Newman's haven't been with the championship. I know, but they haven't been but, relevant for most of the year. Then finally, they barely make the playoffs. I don't think that just because they went through that means that they're going to be better contenders and be able to top some of the Denny Hamlins and Truexes and Kyle Bushes. I think they're going to be well, the first course. couple of guys out but when we get to our playoff grid that will be made clear at least for me so um but yeah let's talk about matt d because that news broke earlier stop <laughs> shaking your head this is annoying me so much we're just gonna disagree about everything today all right you lead the conversation then Paul Jason. menard is retiring what are we ever gonna do i know i did not expect this this was surprising. Like when De Benedetto was told he's no longer returning to the 95, I'm like, there's no good rides out there for him. At that time, at least, there was nothing open that you would think would be a good fit for him to take a step up. 
all of a sudden Paul Menard decides to retire and here's this perfect opportunity for him, which is awesome because he's proven he deserves it and he'll probably do really well in this next step up for his career. But like, it's a shocker that it came open. Yeah, I don't know if you listened to the teleconference or not with him, uh, DiBenedetto and, and Team Penske and, and the Wood Brothers, but it seemed like from the timeline that I've gathered, when Benedetto was racing Hamlin at Bristol and lost, and when he said he was racing for his life, I think he was truly racing for his life. So by the time Bristol rolled around, I don't think this was on Matt DiBenedetto's radar at all. And from what I listened to the teleconference, it seemed like this happened super quick. So I, it, it's a little out of the blue. You, you wouldn't. This is not the storyline you expected to wake up to today. But and Paul Menard too, when he said gave his reasons for why he wanted to retire, you always have to wonder what the true reasons are. Uh, but he didn't really give a very elaborate answer. And maybe it's not an elaborate situation, but from what we saw, he didn't really seem like he had a true plan for what he wanted to do next or have really, I don't know, thought about it for too long. He said midsummer he thought about it. Never really gave specific details, which I found was a little strange. But I think it's yeah, strange. From He's what not I gathered, details. it seemed like it. details around his career. Yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe this is just Paul Menard. But from what I've gathered, this happened really quickly i'm just happy it happened good for matt Benedetto. let's see what he does with the opportunity next season i know and with the team penske affiliate look at ryan blaine he got his first career win in that 21 car mm. this is a great opportunity for him i think and you never know this could be a leapfrog for him to go and be a fourth team penske car watch that happen ah you want to make a bet on it i don't know if that i think they're really like the 21 car is basically a fourth car at this point. I don't think they would ever expand unless they had a really awesome sponsor that came in and said we're going to sponsor an entire Team car Penske for entire expanded season. a couple years ago to accommodate for Ryan Blaney. I know, but I think now they've got pretty much that. Joe Gibbs Racing has four cars in affiliate with Mind Family Racing. I know, it's but possible. like the Wood Brothers is like in-house, basically. It's everything but calling it a Penske car. So I think they're set. I know, but I'm just saying. What are you, you saying? look at what happened to Blaney. I know, Bubba Wallace almost took him out at the end of that race on Sunday. Yes, good for Bubba, too. P3. Bubba. At Indianapolis. I know, the way I see it is this is more impressive than his second place at Daytona. Absolutely. By far, because this is a racetrack racetrack, and he had to earn this one. A lot of people are tweeting, it's not a career run. He finished better at Daytona, but like... The compare, it's, comparing it's the runs, run. Daytona was yeah. not saying it's easy to do that, but it was way simpler probably because most of the field wrecked out and he just took advantage of that and was up front. This one, he had to beat everyone. The most he beat every all but two playoff guys that are going to be in the playoffs. Like, And they were saying on Freddie said in Door Bumper Clear, his spotter, that this is the first new car that they brought to the track with the sponsorship they found this season. So like built a brand new car and it showed mm. and they showed speed and they were fast and he had a chance to really mix it up for the win. That just shows you how valuable sponsor I didn't know that, but that just shows you how valuable sponsorship money is and money by and speed. truly money is speed. Yeah. So and you know Mar- Bubba's such a marketable guy that and i know this is a whole nother world and i'm no expert in it but if he can keep up these kinds of results with the personality he has it only gets better from here it's literally like a domino effect he runs better he gets more sponsorship they have more funding for the cars and he makes better runs 
And he said this was the best that the 43 team, they built this team up from scratch. This is their best they've like ever worked on a race weekend this past weekend at Indianapolis. So I don't know now that the playoffs are in, in place. Now I know Jimmy Johnson's going to try and make spoilers, which we'll probably talk about next. But um, we'll have to see if these runs can continue for Bubba. I'd love for that to happen. For sure. So that cup race, let's compare the Xfinity Cup race to Indianapolis first before we look ahead to the playoffs. For the last three years, the Xfinity Series race at Indianapolis has been far better than the cup race. I know they have a restrictor plate on the car and probably some other elements of the package that makes them really draft really easily down the straightaways, but you saw how close those cars stayed together for most of the Xfinity race. Like the leader wasn't getting away. They were kind of breaking out in like three or four car drafts at the front. And they were able to swap leads, stay close together, get runs on each other. Like, that's the kind of racing the Indy 500 features at Indy, which is what makes that race incredible. But seeing the Xfinity Series race like that, I was so excited about that. And you saw the Sunday in the Cup race, Harvick had a huge, like, in the 10-lap run to the finish, he got a huge multi-second lead. Well, Kyle Busch and Justin Allgaier crossed the finish line like this, right? One behind another. And it's like, why aren't we seeing that racing produced for the Cup race? Because I think that would be epic in Indianapolis. Yeah, and you know, I was actually really surprised. I thought this cut package would be an improvement for places mm-hmm. like Indianapolis, and, and maybe in certain areas, yes, it was, but overall, didn't really see that much mm-hmm. of a difference. And why don't we, and th- this is what I don't really understand, I was listening a little bit to the Dale Jr. download with Jimmy Johnson, they were talking about podcast. the Xfinity Series cars, and they were talking about how the Xfinity cars are harder to drive, and... For a lot of places, I know, I, I think you were there when I interviewed Ross Chastain, but he said if he could drive any car in any mm. series, the Xfinity cars are, because they're difficult to drive. It's a race car. So, I don't get why we don't combine more Xfinity packages into Cup and vice versa yeah. to make both series better racing. I know they're different for their both perspectives, but, um, yeah, and I, I sent a tweet out. From what I saw, the closing laps of the Xfinity race reminded me so much of the Indy 500. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you thought the same yeah. thing. No, that's what you want to create at Indy because clearly NASCAR is not putting on, hasn't put on an entertaining product for a decade now. So you've got to mm-hmm. create something different. And the Xfinity series has been doing it for three years. And NASCAR right. has n- literally not applied that package to the Cup Series. They I see, think this well, package was them trying to leapfrog it, but yeah. I don't think... It no. necessarily panned out they like they literally wanted see it to. all the wrecks that happen and we're like well that looks like a good race we don't need to change anything and that's the mentality i'm like no you literally know that this product that the Xfinity series putting on is way more entertaining please bring that to the cup series to make indianapolis something again last thing we say about indianapolis but i've always been a proponent ever since the racing kind of fell off but and I know they're hinting at it now, but mm. run the road course or go to or go to the short track nearby. Yeah, no, the but short track. You got to change something up to make it entertaining. Yeah, Pro, I totally prefer that. But NASCAR floated the idea on social media Monday morning. I Indianapolis considering layout changes just to see what the fan base thinks about that. Which but is here's a very the thing. Here's the idea. point. The Charlotte decided to do the Roval last year, and frankly, I don't think I would have gone out to cover that race if it was mm. just a normal oval race. And if Indianapolis went to the road course, that would make me more likely to go into Indianapolis to cover it. And if I want to go and cover it, that means other fans who normally wouldn't go to Indianapolis would go to watch something different, a different product. Yeah. Now, that's a good point. We'll see what happens, but they're considering all options at this point. 
All right. Should we set the scene for the playoffs? Playoff field is set. We've got our 16 drivers. We've got our playoff grids. I love, like, when NASCAR went to this playoff format, I just love the idea of a grid. It's so simple, so easy. Points, you know, are tallied or whatever. They make a difference, but it's a grid. It's like the top 16 and top 12 and top 8 and top 4. It's yes. easy. I love this format. Me too. I'm so glad we're back to it and get to another year of it. Except so playoff points. So I was points. looking on... Yeah, we yeah. No playoff points. Not a fan of that, or partially not a fan of that, but we've already talked about that. We're not going to say the same thing again. <laughs> I, lo- I was looking on Reddit for a bunch of different things, but there were some people who are still skeptics about this playoff format. And Get on the my train. answer to that... You're skeptical of this playoff format? No, I said tell those people to get on the train. Oh, yeah. So, at the end of the day, and this is with all sports, not even NASCAR, but it's an entertainment business. Mm -hmm. And yes, to crown the true champion, you wouldn't even have a playoff. So, you would do what they did before and run 36 straight races, points, leader wins. But everyone in the industry and across sports realizes that playoffs is a part of the entertainment aspect of sports and this elimination style format i'm such a big fan of i just don't understand why people don't like if you if you're not a fan of it please tweet us at (laughs) tell us why hey jason schultz at andrew curlin tv because we're very curious and we'll be open to those opinions but i'm just curious i don't understand like i really love this current playoff format i was big fan when they announced it at first especially in today's entertainment sports climate to capture the attention of a fan. There's no way the old format and the old points racing was going to make a difference, make a splash. Even just advertising. Yeah. yeah, Sorry. Even just advertising, literally the sudden death final race. Everything's on the line. Everyone's even first person across the finish line. It's so simple, but yet it's so dramatic. And it's like, you know, you have to watch Miami because it's going to be that good. Yeah. Sport, like especially with the internet culture and social media culture, you need big, entertaining moments to make a difference, and that's what NASCAR's created. And I don't think there's any negatives to running a format like that. Like the old way of NASCAR, how they used to do things, was not going to last into 2019. But here we are with a super entertaining format that's going to feature eliminations and close battles and one race to decide all four guys. I love it. So. Clint Boyer made it in. Ryan Newman made it in, gathered the last two spots. One thing about Ryan Newman real quick. When's the last time we talked this much about Ryan Newman in a season? He's making himself relevant. And that six car to get in the playoffs after years of struggles when Trevor Bainham's behind the wheel. Pretty impressive. Shows his talent. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Let's go into bold predictions because when I tweeted this out and then also went on Reddit, a lot of people chimed in about Ryan Newman. So... I don't know if they think something's up. Frankly, when we go to our playoff grids, I don't think Ryan Newman's going to... He's done a great job making it to this point, but in terms of advancing and being a caliber contender for the championship, I don't think he's there yet. But do you want to go to bold predictions for the playoffs? Maybe we can share some of our own, too. Yeah, share some on Reddit first, because I literally have not thought about any of these, so then I'll okay. gather some ideas. So a couple of big Nate, I'm um, starting on Twitter. Nate said only one JGR car will make the final four. I, that's bold. I don't think that's going to happen. Actually, I have the complete opposite in my final four. Mm. But what do you think? Um, no way. Yeah. Well, this is why it's bold prediction. Okay, Alex Bowman wins the championship. Oh God. Yep. Is that Josh? Our friend Josh. 
That is not Josh, but uh, it's um, <laughs> so let's look at some other ones. I've got some good ones on Reddit. The champion won't win the race at Homestead. It's bound to happen sooner or later. I think it'll cool. happen this year. That's gonna that's be probably rough the one. most. That's yeah. probably the most realistic one. But you even look at Homestead last year. It was one, two, three, four for the championship yeah. contenders finishing that race. But it, it always happens. You look at Larson, who's always done well, mm. but has had misfortunes hitting the wall because he drives a little bit more aggressive yeah. because he's not in the playoffs. But maybe that'll happen. It's possible. All right, I've got a bold prediction. Okay. First round of eliminations, both Ganassi cars will be out. Interesting. I think I'll have to disagree with that, but we'll save that for when we get into our playoff grid. I think we should differentiate between our bold predictions and what we're actually putting on our playoff grid. Like these are things that can happen, but I need to be competitive with Andrew in our playoff grade challenge, so I need to make some realistic predictions too. But these are things that I think are potentially ready to happen all right this last one this one's probably a little bold newman championship baby that's all it said (laughs) (laughs) what are they smoking no i don't know but you forget ryan newman made it to homestead in 2014 that is something you completely forget but yes he's been to the championship four it seems a little unrealistic now yes but all right it has happened Give us a prediction. Me? Yeah. So, my boldest prediction is, and we'll talk about it when we go to our playoff grade, but I say Alex Bowman makes the round of eight. Okay. I see that happening. I think a Hendrick car will make the championship four. I also agree with that. Huh. Who do you think? Chase Elliott. This this number right here, yeah, yeah number nine. He's I been agree. so good in this format in the last couple of years. He's been so close before, and he just seems to catch fire right at the right time and gets hot this later in the season. So I think it's and especially if he makes it, you know how big that's going to be story wise. Absolutely, and you know it's it's like he's come so close ever since he's been in this format. Yeah. It's bound to happen sooner rather than later. So why don't we just. Do you want to just hop into the playoff grid? Yeah. I've thought about mine for a while. I've, I've changed it up a couple of times. Okay. Um, but I'm pretty content with this. So let's talk round of 16 first. Who are your bottom four getting how about eliminated? How about you give me your bottom four first? Okay. So I try to be creative, but frankly, this is the first year that I think the bottom four going into it are the bottom four leaving it. I think Byron, Amarola, Newman and Boyer are the ones getting eliminated. I've heard Blaney being tossed around. I know you threw Larson and Kurt Busch Mm -hmm. in. Kurt Busch would be my other candidate for someone getting eliminated. But you look at Larson, who was good at Chicagoland a mile and a half for racing Las Vegas. His last cup win, points win, came at Richmond, and he led laps and stages at the Roval. I frankly think Larson advances. You look at Blaney, won the Roval last year. If he Even if that wreck didn't happen, would have finished third. And so I just look at it. These bottom four already at a points deficit that doesn't go their way. I think the bottom four get eliminated. I'm going to agree with Almarola, Clint Boyer, and Ryan Newman, and I'll throw Kyle Larson among my four out after Roval. Interesting. 
Yeah, I had Kyle Larson out originally, but I had my mind changed recently. And you look at these three tracks, you have to end up going there. I so um, Byron makes it, did you say? Yeah, I'll have him in. But I think Bowman will be close in getting eliminated in the first round. Yeah, okay. So second round, we can agree on Kyle Busch, Hamlin, Truex, Harvick, Logano, Kozlowski, Chase Elliott, Kurt Busch, Bowman, um, Eric Jones and Ryan Blaney. And then yep. there's some mixtures in between there. I have Larson in the round of 12. So eliminated in the round of 12, who do you have? Byron, Blaney, Bowman, Eric Jones. I'm with you on some of those. I agree with Blaney. I agree with Eric Jones. Uh, did you say Kyle Larson? He was. Oh, you already eliminated yep. Kyle Larson. So I have Kyle Larson, and then I also eliminate Kurt Busch. I don't think Kurt Busch makes it past around twelve. Yeah, he was the one I was going back and forth on for this one, but I, I know. know. I don't know. He's tough. You never know. He either does really well or poorly in the playoffs. Yeah. It's like a year by year thing. So all right, I'm lost track. Who's your <laughs> round of eight? I've also lost track because I'm just looking at the grid and like remembering it in my head. But I'll say it's Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Truex, Harvick, Logano. How many is that? Five. Kozlowski, Chase, Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch. Pretty much okay, the top so eight on the grid. We're the same except I have Alex Bowman. I look at Alex Bowman. He's good at Dover, finished third at Talladega, and almost won Kansas. Mm. Those are three great tracks for him, and Hendrick has done well, and Chevys have done well at those tracks, whereas I feel he'll advance to the round of eight. If he can make it past the first round, he can make it to the round of eight. So we're down to there. Now it's the big one, championship four from those eight. Should I go first? Yeah, I went first for the last one. So we were talking about bold predictions earlier, and only one JGR car would make it in. I actually think three JGR oh, cars God. make it in. Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr., and then we talked about that Hendrick car, Chase Elliott, is the fourth wow. car in the round of eight. That's interesting. I think we've had pretty even spread championship fours with a variety of guys from different teams. There's never been like a three from one manufacturer or one organization, or maybe at least organization. At least in the Cup Series. I do yeah. think this year there's a really good chance that changes where we see how dominant Gibbs has been, and they usually just get better in the playoffs, and Ford hasn't really been up to par, Chevy hasn't really been up to par. That I think it's really um, possible for those guys to make it in. But... We, I don't know if we talked about this, but we were going to... I think Kevin Harvick is catching fire right now, and he has been the best in this championship format over the course of its history. So I'm going to throw Kevin Harvick in the championship four along with Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, and I will put Chase Elliott as well. I think Chase will win either Martinsville or Phoenix and get himself a spot in the championship. So I was super back and forth on... Harvick, Logano, and Chase, and even Kislowski. Frankly, I think that last spot comes down to who wins Martinsville because you look at Kyle Busch, Hamlin, and Truex, they're good at Martinsville, but we've always seen someone else kind of sneak through and get that win. I think it'll come down to Martinsville to decide that last spot. Did we base any of our predictions on the playoff points they're going to have going into each round? Because I totally forgot about that. 
Some of it, yeah. I'm, especially when we look at Homestead, Kyle Busch, Hamlin, Truex. I know it's not creative, yeah. but they are the ones at the top of the leaderboard. And you have to think about this. Pat, the, whenever playoff points has been introduced, there have been two or more drivers locked in on points to Miami um, before ISM Raceway. So you do have to put that into play. But then, of course, Chase Elliott, someone like that, could sneak in with a win and, and change everything. So the champion, and I'm super back and forth on this. I'm between two guys primarily. Um, should you go first on this one? Sure. Okay. I haven't put much thought about this at all, but I'm going to say Denny Hamlin. I think he has been in okay. championship contention at Homestead before like he's made the championship before a couple times he's been there in position to win and he's getting older but i think this is really his peak of his career right now this season may be his best season yet and i right. think he's destined to get to the championship four and then show everyone what he's got and take home his first championship that's a good point i see i was back and forth between hamlin and kyle bush and I had to go with Kyle Busch. This dude's in the championship four, it seems like, every single year. But I really don't know. This was actually one of the hardest decisions in terms of looking at this grid between Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin. I'm about dead even. But if I had to flip a coin, if it had to be 51-49, it would be 51-49 in favor of Kyle Busch. But really, I don't know. And, of course, we're going to be wrong. Something is going to happen that we don't know, we don't expect. But... That's what the playoffs I, are. I about. can agree. This is probably the closest I've ever agreed with your playoff grid before. I know, but I bet <laughs> it's maybe, pretty good. So maybe we'll either be totally wrong or totally right. One thing about Kyle Busch, he won the title in 2015, his second or his first year under the Championship Four format. But 2016, 2017, 2018, he's lost three straight years in the championship race. So I doesn't just, that mean he should be destined to win another no, one? No, I just think he's just not like he's not been the best in that scenario in the last three years and last year they driven. just missed it somewhere yeah. in homestead but it's like it's been a trend the last couple of years so i feel like yeah. he they need to totally rework what they do in the championship before i also wonder if gibbs gets three cars in how do they split resources like how do you I know decide? no they won't they won't like when kyle bush and uh carl edwards were in the championship yeah. four and 16 they didn't share information so, but like, at, no, you have, I'm taking more like Gibbs as an organization. You have all your equipment, like, you probably have your best equipment, but like, how do you do you split it? Even like Joe Gibbs, is it his decision to split everything evenly? Let the teams do it themselves, or I know it'll be interesting politics that they have to play. It'll be really fascinating. I'm, I don't know, I'm really excited to see how this playoff pans out. I think this will be one of the more exciting. I yeah. know I say that every year, but <laughs> I say that every race. Be, this will be an exciting playoffs. I so hope so. I'm, I'm really excited to get Vegas. The started. best moments from the early versions of this current format were fights after races, dramatic moments like Kyle Larson being knocked out of the way by Ryan Newman in the final corner of Phoenix to make his way in the championship for like these dramatic, epic moments. And last year we had the Roval finish, which was pretty awesome. We had Martinsville, another awesome finish. So I just hope we have consistent huge epic moments throughout the playoffs some years it's been pretty tame it's like not much has happened and it's been pretty low-key but i think we've had so many dramatic moments already this season that hopefully it translates to the playoffs and with the package where everyone's on the edge and getting everything they can get hopefully that translates over to a really entertaining dramatic fight for each position each round and then ultimately the championship 
best 10 weeks in NASCAR coming up. Woo. I'm so excited. I, I'm telling you, I'm so excited. You're always excited. I know I am. But these playoffs, they get me... They get me that much more excited. So if you're, uh, you'll be you'll be at the Roval, right? Correct. I'll be at the Roval and maybe one other race this fall. But I'll Martinsville, be, maybe Talladega, maybe Dega. Okay, so Dega is a very big maybe, but I might be at Dega, so we might be there together. I'll be at Dover, ISM, and Miami guaranteed, and then we're looking at Kansas or Talladega as one of the others. Very good, Talladega. But um, if you wanna. If you join our fancy league, Redhead Racing Radio on NASCAR.com earlier in the season, I think it's I'm not, you tell me if I'm right, but they kind of reset for the playoffs, and there's an option. Yeah, to so the playoffs, the playoffs is like a different league, so you have a chance to win the playoffs. So for everyone listening who's in our league, it, you have it. basically new life. Go and win the playoffs, but let me tell you, I'm gonna beat everybody, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but you can fight for second all with Jason year long. <laughs> you think well, you're so good, but this year I've beaten you handily every life. week. It's a new life. Just saying. Just saying. I've, I'm going to try a different strategy out. I might do non-playoff drivers as my garage because that, I think, there's a little more, you know, fluctuation there. So well, there might actually to, be a little bit oh, more points. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Um, but maybe I've been testing stuff out for the last 10 or so weeks, and now I'm going to go back to my big guns and... Yeah, Succeed. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You haven't put the full equipment in yet. No, you've no, been that's going funny. Hard. And if you're, if you guys want to join the league, it's, oh, what's it called? It is Redhead Racing Radio. No, RHRR just, yeah. Podcast League. Just tweet um, us. We'll send you a link. Yeah. How about yeah? Tweet us, or maybe later in the week we'll we'll send a tweet out saying it's not too late to join. But it's something like that. It's called. Um, the Blaney Bunch. That's what it's called. <laughs> yeah, so look that up. But, yeah, if you're interested in joining, please do. We'd be lo- we'd love to play. Colonial 1273 won the regular season, so um, congrats to them. And where can we find you on Twitter, Jason? Follow me at hey Jason Schultz. Lots of Dirty Mo Media content coming out, like always. Hope you're not surprised. Where can mm-hmm. we follow you, Andrew Curland? You can follow me at Andrew Curland TV. I know you always live for those uh, videos on Wednesdays. I just edited one. I think I'm going to change it. I might post one with the Benedetto instead since it's more it's timely relevant. this week. Yeah. But I edited one with Joey Logano that could be one of my favorite Would You Rathers that I've ever done. So, so um, stay tuned for that. I love them. They're great. They're funny. So, yeah. All right. All we right. will catch you. We said all right at the same time. <laughs> you stealer. Go ahead. But the Steelers lose, so it's all right. Finish, finish the show, Jason. Let's go to Las Vegas Do it. and gamble and bet and watch a race. How about that? Not bad. <laughs> all right.